Good morning and welcome back to another episode of the Dear Self with Love podcast. My name is Jenna Knapp. I'm your host and fellow self-love advocate. But I want to share with you today this idea of recommitment and coming back to different practices of your life that have either really treated you well or practices you thought would treat you well and you never got a chance to start and how sometimes life can just interrupt the different things we know will work for us. Um, So this episode is all about that and sinking into the magic of what happens when you can recommit and find the things that light you up and make you feel healthy and well. Um, But before we dive into the goodness of this episode, if you're looking for a real-world place to recommit to your self-care practices or your creative practices, or if you're a coach and you're ready to get back out there and your coaching practices and you just need a platform, a landing pad, a space, a sacred container for recommitting, in accountability with uh, community. Full Cup Club is kicking off tomorrow. I'm recording this on Monday, April 3rd, and our first call is tomorrow night on Tuesday, April 4th. And we are going to have eight beautiful weeks of filling our cups so that we can pour into our passions and our projects. And the last day for enrollment is today. If you are listening to this after the fact and it sounds interesting to you, please know there's going to be future rounds. This is the spring season. I'm either going to do a summer or a fall or maybe both this year, so keep your ears open. And next time around, I'll be doing an early bird. So uh, if you are a subscriber to this podcast and this newsletter, you'll get a little bonus discount for keeping your ears open about when the next round is going to start. So you can head to the link below to sign up if you feel this really resonates with you at this time. So you can sink back into your you-ness and have uh, the mindset support to do so, the energetic support to do so, and the community accountability to celebrate your wins every step of the way. So the title of this episode, A Recommitment Ceremony, really comes from this deep reflection that I've been in for the past couple of weeks. This happens around April 1st for me um, since uh, the pandemic started and since our early like lockdown days Um, because, you know, as soon as I start talking about that, you might start to remember where you were when all of that was happening. And that was already three years ago. Three years ago. Like, how is that How is that possible? Um, but I remember when the initial lockdown was stated, I was two weeks away from moving into my first ever solo apartment. And I packed up my belongings where I was living with a roommate. And I moved back to my mom's for those two weeks so that we could be together. Because remember the world was like ready to like not see anyone and my partner Taj was living in with their um the person that they were caretaking for at the time 
because she was an elderly woman and high risk, so it was just safer for Taj to live in um, with her. So I completely isolated with my mom, and I remember being like just into those two weeks and being like, what is going on, right? Like, how am I even going to make this move happen? And I ended up moving all of my belongings in like one day completely by myself because everyone was so afraid of um, contamination and being around each other that I like, oh, I'll never forget just how sore my body was the day after that move because there was a lot of stairs involved. That was a big solo trip with a U-Haul, like moving a couch by myself, moving a bed. I don't even know. It was like superhuman strength came through to make that all happen. But um, when I think back on this time and I think back on the the three-year mark, April 1st is really my three-year mark since I um, had every intention, every plan of getting my, my own place. And this is going to be my first solo apartment as an adult. And I had an awesome uh, coaching practice set up. I was in the process of training for becoming an NLP trainer. I was like really gearing up and I felt like this is going to be the space where I literally changed my life. Um, And I remember that deep feeling of just like, oh my gosh, I'm like really alone. Um, And it was amplified. I think people must feel that when they move in and are living by themselves for the first time in a different way, but it was really amplified because of COVID. Like I wasn't going to see anyone. And if I did, it was going to be on a walk six feet apart from them. And I just felt this like deep feeling of like, wow, I'm really doing this. Like I'm really alone now. And it was terrifying and equally thrilling. I remember just being so um, captivated by how that was a new feeling I had never felt before. And it feels good to find things that make you feel new. Um, But increasingly into that period, that was like by that point, that was like Taj was almost a month into living with this elderly client uh, 24-7 and it was getting really, really hard for Taj and um, nine days into me living alone, Taj landed back with me because it just was not a healthy environment for Taj and I was like, I got room, come on over and I wonder how many other people have similar stories to this, whether you are single or in a partnership or with roommates, like living situations changed because everywhere that you could go changed and my plans to live alone got put on hold and around April 1st it wasn't until like the one year anniversary of April 1st like a year later that I really like had a deep grieving of like wait I never got to live alone like Part of me, I think, in the moment, because of the fear of what was going on, was relieved. I felt excited and good that I got to spend that much time with Taj, and I didn't have to navigate it alone. But one year later, I was like, wait, I never got that chapter. I never got to experience that. That feeling was so fleeting. Um, And then I've really been having it again this year. I've really been having it again this year, like three years, right? Like, we were on track to 
try something different in our relationship where we were each going to have our own place and like really move from a place of dating each other while each experiencing our own independence and that feeling of living alone because in long-term relationships it's so easy to just get involved and stay involved and have your whole worlds wrap up in each other we are trying to do that differently so this week we've been starting to have conversations about how that's still a chapter we want to revisit and with that has brought up a lot of other feelings of like what else did I just completely stop paying attention to or put on the back burner or let fall away during that time and it gave me the nudge to think of like asking all of you that too like what was happening for you three years ago that you had to put on pause whether it was something that you really like were ready to put on pause and it gave you this extreme freedom I remember people talking about the permission slip that that stay-at-home order was, right? People realized they did want to work from home and they wanted to quit their jobs or they wanted to start their own business or they wanted the freedom of being able to spend that time with their kids. Like, it was a wide variety of different emotions and every single one of them was so valid. Uh, But I've been experiencing this theme with friends and family and myself of just realizing, like, There's this energy of like, wait, I feel kind of behind, like where I'm at right now and where I thought I would be, I feel a little bit behind, like what's my problem? And then kind of literally cackling and having this realization of, oh yeah, we were, we still are in a pandemic and two out of the past three years were really, 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 really difficult to navigate and we were in lockdown and we were navigating a new world and we were still doing social distancing and you were wearing masks in public and it was just a completely different climate of existence that no one knew how to navigate. We all just did, right? No one gave us training for how to navigate a pandemic. No one talks about the like PTSD that we have left over from that period and every single person who is navigating their own um, like uh, trauma feels like a harsh word, but I know for some of us it is. For those of us who are navigating the trauma that came with that, the whiplash that came with that, um, no one has a... A recipe for how to make that all feel better um, and we've just moved on it's not like we've gone through like collective counseling it's not like we have this awareness of oh like deep acceptance of like I understand why certain things had to get put on hold we just have kind of kept going and I wonder if you can relate where it feels like there was a certain point where we just like kind of resumed but we resumed without acknowledging how freaking weird and strange it is to re-enter our world. Um, yeah, there's a lot of demand for mental health care right now. I wonder why. Like, that's probably why people are on long wait lists. It's very difficult. Like, that industry is so understaffed. And... I don't know how is it just how is it something that we don't talk about um 
So that's like the big scale of it, but I'm really wanting to investigate and ask you about the small scale of it. Like, were there different projects that you put on hold? Were you in the rhythm of good routines that completely changed that you wish you could revisit? Is there something that you feel this deep desire to recommit to? Uh, A dream that you always had that you were so close to seeing through, but it got put on hold. Like, what what does that look like for you? What uh, timeline kind of got dropped that you feel interested in picking back up? And on this other side of that, like, what have you released that feels really good that you released? And in doing so, is there even more energy to recommit to something? Um, I know I can speak from personal experience that not only realizing that I'd like to recommit to the chapter of living alone when it works for Taj and I, I also am in this season of recommitting to my coaching practice. And after a long hiatus, I definitely knew that coming back to it was going to take some warming up. Like people aren't just going to... um, immediately trust you and feel safe to jump in with you when you've been gone for so long. It takes some time to warm back up to each other, to nurture the relationship, to let people feel safe enough to trust you as a space that they can come to for whether group coaching, private coaching, what have you, right? I've noticed this trend that a lot of the people that are coming to me are people that I've already worked with, so that trust is already there. And this season, it really feels like a season for me of recommitting to my coaching practice is uh, a marathon, not a race, because I'm having to create sustainable, kind self-care practices around, around it because I didn't forget how hard it can be to show up to a launch and just continue to invite people to enroll, continue to let them know like, hey, I'm back, I'm here, right? It can be really easy to just hide. And after so many months not showing my face, not really like using my voice like I am now every single week recording a podcast for you, being in that place, it takes recommitment to say, I am going to continue to show up to this, whether or not the people come. And I am going to recommit to this because it is, it is the marathon, not the sprint. And recommitment for me looks like continuing to invite people, um, even when it's uncomfortable, because I know from my business training, uh, and different marketing things I've learned over the years that it takes someone at least 11 times hearing about a thing before they really are like, "Mm, I think I might want to explore that thing. So I know that the nudges are real and you have to um, be kind to the other people who are making their decisions. And you cannot read people's minds and imagine what their decision-making process looks like. And you have to respect that this is a relationship that is developing and growing. I'm saying that as a reminder to all my other fellow coaches who are out there listening to this. But I also know that part of my recommitment practice is showing up to the things that 
allow me to build consistency like this like this podcast giving myself the invitation of just just create something every week sit down and create something every week and feel what it feels like to use your voice to formulate an idea into something that can be helpful and just watch what happens when you can practice that consistency and then it also is in other ways too right like I coach on self-love I coach on being able to be your unique self so for me that is actualizing it in other ways too it's showing up to my sewing table it's showing up to my journaling practice my practice of tracking my mood and my planner it's showing up to my morning coffee it's doing the things that I tell other people to do I guide other people to do so this recommitment practice I'm reframing as a recommitment ceremony and by definition, ceremony is a formal, religious, or public occasion, typically one celebrating a particular event or anniversary, or it is the ritual observances and procedures performed at grand and formal occasions. But what if we look at it as an action? What if it's not just a one-time thing, but it's a commitment? It's um, something that we do. It's a practice. And then we think of it as being in ceremony. So when you think of being in ceremony with this energy of recommitment, what comes to mind for you? Like what is there, what is there, there for you that you feel ready, you feel curious, you feel excited to recommit to? And it's something that could be ongoing. It's something that is... Um, something that you want to be with, you want to be in the energy of. Another example I can give is um, exercise. I know that when I get my heart rate up to a certain point and I get endorphins pumping, that is one of the best mental health medicines I can give myself. And I have had really good seasons of my life where I'm like consistent with it. And over the past three years through the pandemic, I picked it back up again. But the second something dramatic happened or a family emergency happened or uh, my mental health got worse, like that would be the first thing to go. And that's really difficult because that was what was helping. Um, so for the past two months, I have been in a recommitment ceremony of showing up to working out. And I've removed all the obstacles that I used to let get in my way. I used to have a gym membership and I made it feel like in order to quote unquote get my money's worth, I had to only work out there, which means I had to get to the gym, which was a whole other barrier of having to get there. Now I know that YouTube Tabata videos and dance videos really work for me, so I don't have to leave my house and I can work out wherever, and I can exercise wherever, and I can go for a walk whenever I want, and I can lift uh, weights in my house, and I can like roll the yoga mat out, and I can just do it whenever. So I've removed those barriers, and I've shown up for myself, and I've built up the consistency longer than I have in a very long time. I'm at like two months now of like working out five days a week, and what a game changer for my mental health. But I consider myself still in this recommitment ceremony and being in that energy 
because the moment I'm like, oh yeah, I got this, I am afraid, and I'll work on this eventually, but I'm afraid I could let it go. Like I have to look at it as like I'm still in the process of recommitting to this. Like it's active, right? I think that's what I'm really trying to communicate to you today is whatever the thing that you're trying to recommit to is, how can you make it active where it's at the front of your mind each day, each week, enough so that you see it through, right? And if you need some support in thinking through other things that relate to you, if these examples haven't resonated, just want to ask you a few questions before we wrap up. So can you, can you remember that time um, three years ago, if it is safe for you to do so? And really examine what was happening for you then. Are there things you'd like to resume from that period? Restart, revisit, recommit to? Not things that you intentionally release because it was no longer in alignment, but instead things that may have just by proximity fallen by the wayside because of your capacity. Is there grace you can give yourself, seeing how it all played out, self-compassion, even forgiveness if necessary? And if something does come to mind, I want to invite you to think about what it would look like for you to resume, restart, revisit this, recommit to this. Maybe you don't want to. And that's okay too. That's even more clarity. But maybe you really want to. And if so, just think like, what's the, what's the one small action that I could take to show myself that I'm recommitting to this? If you want to have a true ceremony to initiate the reopening of the thing, you know, you could buy a candle, dedicate it to that, do some little candle magic with it, Maybe I'll drop a few notes about that down below too. And light it and be in ceremony with the candle to just show like we're burning this light. We're illuminating this chapter. We're giving in an official start. And then thereafter, now that you know, you've gone through the ceremony of bringing your attention to it, the ceremony continues by your action. So whatever ideas are coming to you, whatever parts of you feel activated by this invitation, just sit with them for a little while. And if you need some extra support or guidance or cheering on with it, please feel free to comment below. I'd love to know how this resonates with you and how you feel supported by this idea of recommitment. If you need some extra accountability around what it is you're recommitting to, whether that is external by posting a comment or cluing in a friend, invite them to listen to this episode too so you can do it together, or create internal accountability. That is like keeping track of it or keeping a log of it either in an app on a phone or in a planner or a notebook 
or a sheet on the fridge that you check off every day, whatever it might be. I hope you'll find the perfect thing for you that lets you be in the energy of this recommitment ceremony. And if you're already a paid subscriber, um, our next week will be a monthly meditation that is uh, for our paid subscribers only. And if you're not a paid subscriber yet and you'd like to be a little preview of what I'll be releasing uh, next week is going to be a timeline meditation um, that is exploring this timeline we've just talked about of like really going back and connecting with the different things that were unfolding at that time three years ago and also then bring us back to the present to examine how we can feel really good and embodied in and just what that journey had to teach us now and also will connect with our future selves to see how really it was all part of the bigger picture of our acceleration sometimes you gotta slow down to speed up and that's what that timeline meditation is gonna be all about on the next uh, episode and then after that we'll be back with episode 7 so I love you. I hope that you are doing well and being kind and gentle with yourself during this season. And I will talk to you real soon.